two lions, one dragon. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast will contain swear words and some explicit content. We are back with the third episode of the pod, Two Lions, One Dragon podcast. We are back. How are we, gentlemen? Great, I'm good. Good, I'm good. Uh, lovely Tuesday afternoon. Not yes. humid. I'm still Just seeing the, uh, the result of Portugal hungry. Mm. Portugal three, hungry nil. They were lucky, but we'll come on to that. You know so, what? In the... I, go I, going on to it quickly, I knew, I was thinking of putting Ronaldo on my side, and you know, I was like, no, he's not going to get his goals in France and Germany, I won't do it, and he scores twice. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, it, on that theme, in the last episode, we talked all things fantasy. Oh, hang on, are we, week... are we just going to ignore my feelings? How am I feeling? You asked Trigger how he's feeling. You don't know how I'm feeling. Well, Come on then, Mr. Needy. How are you? Well, um, I'm feeling slightly tender from Sunday still. The heads, still the, the hooded look. Um, Ex- explain <laughs> what you did after the, the Croatia game meant it was coming on. What, the, what happened, Charles? So after England dominated Croatia trick, I, I went full in. I turned 18 again and I thought, right, that, that crate of beer over there, it's going. I, I only managed 10 out of 12 to my disappointment. I had a Chinese. I put the kid to bed at 6. I faced planting me bed and I didn't wake up till the next day. Uh, what did you do at 3 o'clock in the morning? Tell the view. I may have spooed me Chinese. We've all been there. It was definitely oh, worth it. Waste the money. Waste the money. <laughs> I woke up the next day though and I was like, that oh, was definitely worth it. <laughs> I looked at my Love phone. It. looked at my phone. There's about 10 FaceTimes to Luke. No answers, by the way. I know. Luke told yeah, me that you faced him like three times. Yeah, because I was trying to eat a barbecue. <laughs> so in the last episode, we talked all things fantasy football as we eagerly awaited the Wales and England first <sighs> matches. Um, so this week, it's time to talk about how the tournament has been progressing, in particular for our teams, Wales and England. But first of all, I think it's a bit of a... A somber start because we can't really start this podcast without talking about the events in the Denmark-Finland game, and in particular Christian Eriksson. Um, I think we all had different experiences because I think you were watching the game live, Trig. Yeah. yeah. Charlie, you were listening to it on the radio, and I was out and about, so I was sort of watching it unfold on Twitter. So horrible scenes. So you watching it live, Trig, just <clears throat> explain it as a as a viewer, really. Um, it was weird. Um, obviously, the last experience that we've had was Rwanda in the Bolton game. But it was just kind of... It didn't seem like it was actually happening. Because you're seeing it, and he's, you'd seen him on the floor, and obviously the pictures weren't great, even though he kept filming. Um, it was it was just it was just surreal. It was horrifying at the same time, seeing someone have CPR and then, you know... When when he first hit the floor, and you can see there was kind of to be a bit harsh. It was like nothing, be, yeah. nothing behind the eyes. It was, you, you just yeah. vacant, and it was it was horrifying. I mean, it was it yeah. was pretty like concerning as well because I watched the footage back, and you can like full on see the medics going for it, can't you? Yeah, full on. Yeah, it was, it. yeah, because obviously because you can't get any information as this happening. Um, it just watching CPR, you can only like you. You only thought the worst. Like, like CPR is obviously an extreme circumstance. 
and then you get the you get the news after the game finished that he, he only came round after the defib was used. I've never yeah. never experienced a defib used at a game before, so that was no. that was scary. Scary. And to I think for me, one of the most harrowing images was when they cut to his wife. Yeah. Just to she's obviously seeing it live, not allowed to get get close to him. Mm-hmm. And even I think I've heard interviews with Casper Schmeichel or Peter Schmeichel where Casper had gone and said he was breathing, but she was that panicked because she couldn't see it. He then went back a second time to yeah. double check for her. That is yeah, yeah. not only for her, but for the players and his, his teammates, their friends, some of them. There's no oh, doubt. That's that, horrible. Um, there's no doubt that the Denmark team responded in in a way none of us would have expected to. But it was the right... They Everything that they did was perfect. It was right. They yeah. protected their friend. Because at that moment, he wasn't a, he wasn't a colleague. He was a friend. You know, he, was, he wasn't... Yeah. Football goes out the window at that point. wasn't a it? member of the team of that he played with. He was he was a friend. They they all cared about him. And and that's, I think that's for me. Like when they when they started shooting his, his, his wife with a camera, <laughs> not, not literally shooting her, but... Uh, <laughs> You know the pictures of a, his wife, like concerned. I don't know why. Why would they do that? Like someone, yeah. so, but she possibly just lost a partner, like, and yeah, yeah. zoomed in on her. The face. dad of her children, like, it's, it's not reality TV. These, yeah, like his children could be watching that game <laughs> exactly, somewhere. Exactly. That's the, you know the like, the point where they had to bring her down pitch side. You know, then it's serious that yeah. you know it is a it is a moment a matter of. He will either come out or he he won't. Yeah. So she needs they need to know then and there. So I I, I know that Gary Lineker got a bit of flack on Twitter because they didn't cut the the feed. But I mean he hasn't got any control. I yeah. Mean, it's the producer's yeah. fault from the BBC. They need to come out and say, oh, we apologise for. Well, I heard that know, they well, didn't control the pictures. Like, I think they've said they were using the host's footage. So, yeah, yeah. but even so, you just go to black screen, yeah, yeah. back to the studio. <clears throat> Talked yeah. over it a black screen, we would have all accepted that. Um, yeah, I mean, Simon Keir and Kasper Schmeichel, and you know, they, a lot of people would have frozen that situation. And yeah, how you know, qu- how quick was the ref to and... stop the game as well? By the way, yeah, I've got that. Anthony, here. Ta- Anthony Taylor, yeah, yeah, full credit to him and the rest of the team for performing that shield yeah. for his privacy and dignity. I think that was just top draw. Yeah, well, the medics as well, obviously getting it quick and kind of yeah. even the finish. The Finnish fans, the Finland fans, yeah. threw their flag on, didn't they, just to help shield them? So, do you, do you yeah. think there's already does go out the window? Do you th- there may be something behind this? Like, obviously, Anthony Taylor, refs in a Premier League. I don't know if he was refing at the time Fabrice Muambo was, was there, but he's, they've they've obviously from that scenario, they've made referees aware of you know if if players go down like this or you know mm. how, how quickly to stop things and. Well, I'm pretty sure Anthony Taylor, he, he knows Ericsson from watching him play. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he saw him hit the ground, he, he stops the game straight away. You know, it's almost instant. Yeah. Well, so, it, was the, it, was the pr- it was what happened just before he hit the floor. He was, I mean, the, the picture was panned onto him and he was running over to receive the ball from the throw-in. Yeah. And he, you see him stumble and hit the floor. And as soon as he hits the floor and remains motionless, I think, obviously, you bring on every, everyone. Did, didn't yeah. he look like he was fitting to begin with, didn't he? I can't really I'm not sure. I think with the ref there, though, it's they're not just there to referee the game mm. for incorrect decisions. They're also there for the duty of care of the players, yeah. and I think he was admirable. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm all delighted that 
Christian Eriksen seems to be doing well and in good spirits now. So yeah, um, go on, Christian. Anyway, one final, yeah, <laughs> completely agree. We were all egging him on. One final thing would just be uh, um, uh, how the Danish FA have dealt with it as well. I would say they've been top yeah. notch. Um, the only criticism I would have is not of any of them is of UEFA. So UEFA, yeah. Why couldn't the game go ahead? After the Germany France game, or couldn't if can both teams agree to a draw? Because yeah, yeah. it was well, just the Danish manager absurd. came out and said that um, if COVID, if someone has COVID again or a COVID outbreak, the game's delayed for forty hours. But so yeah. why? But obviously it's a, a more yeah. extreme yeah. circumstance. Why can't? Why is there that rule it's just, enforced for that situation? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. How they Stupid. could expect a team to carry on playing? When that's you know, they were they were seconds away from losing their mate, you know. I, yeah. You saw the reaction of the players and Thomas Delaney, um, especially. They were all went up in tears. They just, yeah. you know, they were in no state of mind to play that game, and yeah, you know, not. arguably, if they don't go through, it, it's cost them the Euros. They won't care. Yeah. But no, no. But you know, completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah. Right. After that, we obviously we had to talk about that, gent, because it was such a, a massive incident over the, the course of the weekend. Yes, um, but we're, we're delighted he's doing well. Yeah, little, little recap of the scores. Yeah, Trey, give us the, yeah. Uh, give us the Sky Sports scores. You know. Italy. Sky Sports scores. Can you remember? Well, them? Should we go from go from Friday? I think I can remember them all. I've got them here. Come on. Okay, I, need, I need to fill in my wall right. chart trick. So you call them right. out and I'll fill it in. Italy win 3 0 against Turkey. I got one. That was the only game Friday night. Aye. Yep. Then we got Wales Switzerland on Saturday afternoon at 2 pm. That was 1 all. And then then that game with, between Finland and Denmark was a 1-0 Finland win. Mm-hmm. Saturday night. Was, Belgium. It was a 3-0 Belgium win, wasn't it? Against, it was. uh, against Russia. The team I picked on the bloody uh, <laughs> sweepstake. sweepstake. I always forget the word sweepstake. Yeah. But yeah, so we got Finland and blooming, sorry, no, we got Finland and Russia tomorrow and I got Pookie and obviously Russia. So I want both to win. Yeah, that can't happen. That's the early kickoff. It's a fix. That's the early kickoff. Um, Get your transfers in. Early. I can't, can't. Done, done. I'm done. I'm already. I've got no transfers left. Anyway, going on to Sunday, <laughs> the England game was England two, what? No, one. Croatia nil. Um, I know. I know. I was drunk. And then the I did, evening I games were Austria North Macedonia. Austria. Yeah, that was three one Austria. Correct. Yeah. Holland, Ukraine. The, uh, I'm gutted I missed this game because I was passed out. Yeah, it was a good game. <laughs> I, watched, a good I, game. Watch, I watched the highlights. It's three two Netherlands, but they were lucky to win. To be honest, they were. Oh, what about the Don't next freeze. one then? Scotland, Czech Republic. Oh, we'll come on to the uh, uh, what uh, Patrick Schickel, which is a shit for Scotland, shall I say? The cheek um, as well. Shades of Beckham against Wimbledon there. I know exactly, and that was two 0 Two nil. Just checks. I can't remember the others. Um, Poland, Slovakia. Take over. Yeah. So we we had Poland and uh, Slovakia. Slovakia won that two one. Mm-hmm. Martin Dubravka. And then 
the most exciting game in the tournament so far. <clears throat> Not Spain versus Sweden. That finished oh, nil nil. Talk to me about Spain. Eighty five percent possession. I seen him when I came on for <laughs> last night. Eighty five. Imagine watching it. <laughs> Imagine not scoring against Emil Kraft in defence. <laughs> uh, and then the game that's just taken place a little earlier before this podcast, Hungary, fix. Portugal. Fix. Three. It was a fix. It was. I didn't watch any of the game, but I turned it on with 82 minutes gone, just before Hungary scored when it was disallowed. Yeah. And it seemed that. Well, you know, Hungary could have got something out of the game, but then yeah, Willie Orban happened. Willie like, Orban. Don't you hate it when your Willie misbehaves? Exactly. <laughs> Tell me about it. You've got three, I've got one. <laughs> what, three Willies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk Wales, Switzerland. So, first of all, Matthew... Did you think that that was a good result? Were you happy? Um, watching the game, I think a point was... I take a point happily after the game. Switzerland dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think we could have done more in the game. Um, watching the game, I think we took absolutely ages to make some subs. I think he only made the first one after we equalised, which was the 72nd minute. Yeah. Um and then at that point, he made uh, sub Davy Broxall for Dan James, who was our only kind of potent uh, player to run a to run a defence. So I mean, echoes of Roy Hodgson. You want to, yeah, you want to put at that point. You want to keep the present the pressure on on Switzerland, and uh, making one sub, taking off our potent attackers. You're not going to do it because there's no legs. And he wasn't best pleased about coming off, was he? No, he was livid, and I would as well because he yeah. he, he probably had. Was it Mbadu on the right hand side or it was Rodriguez, wasn't it? Probably, yeah. he was having him for, for breakfast. So, yeah, I mean, before I said, I predicted 2 1, didn't I? You did. Um, but we were all optimistic. I would have, yeah, I would have liked to win, but I mean, a, a win against Switzerland was all right considering how badly Turkey played Italy. If Turkey got a point off Italy, I would have been a bit more annoyed, but I'll take the 1 0 win all. I'm just yeah. here for the ride. I'm here for the ride. <laughs> Obviously, as well, <laughs> just, though. Just quickly. Who impressed for you for Wales? And you kind of touched on it a little bit anyway with Dan James. But and who disappointed? I think we played a, a lot of long ball football, um, and, and and watching Dan James do as well as he did play in that type of football, he was the, probably the one to impress. Um, probably the one least impressed is probably I know he takes a lot of flack because he's the best player on the pitch. Whenever Wales play, is probably Gareth Bale. He didn't really do a lot. Mm. But you can't really do a lot with long ball football unless it lands and you you get the luck of the greens. But I mean, yeah, it was just a bit meh. Yeah, and we we, we all saw the um, Italy Turkey game and how Turkey performed. So, Charlie, do you then see Wales as the favourite going into that game? They've got obviously they've got to get a result. Is it a must win? Are they favourites? I would I would say they're slight favourites. I mean, I agree. You look at Turkey, Italy. Turkey were really really poor, yeah. Turkey were, were <laughs> you know, Italy just get the drag, get the drag. I think Italy were good, but but Turkey kind of you know they didn't offer anything, did they? But then when you look, absolutely shit. You look at the Wales Switzerland game. You could argue that Wales were lucky to get away with it as well, uh, to get away with a draw. Yeah. Um, so it's mm-hmm. yeah. 
based on the first round of games, I would say you're probably looking at the, the worst two teams in the group. But I would say that Wales are, are better than Turkey going into it. Yeah, they're, they're, they've obviously had the you more... Watch po- laugh, Kel, you watch your mouth, Kel. You watch your mouth. They've had the more... Po- <laughs> I th- They've had I the more positive result, haven't they? Strengths. Yeah, sorry, I talked to you there. I think if Wales played to their strengths as well, rather than going for long ball, mm-hmm. I think they could have probably... It was almost like they were they were nervous not to lose. But they, they, yeah. they had a few good crosses in the first half, didn't they? And They had a few good chances come from crosses. Um, yeah. And I think that's... Obviously with Kiefer. Yeah, with Kiefer up front, I think that's going to be their game plan. And you, you look at Gareth good... Bale... A lot of his his game is with the ball at his feet, but if, yeah. you, if you're playing with the man up top and and the directive is to just get balls into the box, then maybe that's why Bale's not playing very well. But looking at um, you talked about the subs, Trig, and he took too long to make the subs. It's just echoes Roy Hodgson 2016 that Luke. you know, where every, yeah. everyone's screaming, "Get Rashford on or make a change," yeah. you know, and he just d- didn't. And um, I think. The seventy minute with with the amount of changes they can make as well in this tournament, I yeah. think that if if they do go through, he's gonna be he's gonna have to make them a lot quicker. And it's about making the right changes as well. Yeah. maybe that's where his yeah. lack of experience in the coach comes in. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's his first. I can't remember. It's only like his fourth or fifth game for, uh, in charge. I know with the, the old gigs Palavo being an absolute twat, but. <laughs> um, I, I think with Turkey gonna come into it buoyed and kind of motivated by the fact that they were so shit in the first game that I think they we'll can't see do any worse. Team. I think they'll, they'll, they'll change um, their starting eleven as well, Turkey. Yeah, it didn't then, really threaten Italy. I know Italy were were good, mm. but at the same time they never really offered any sort of energy or speed to want to get out of their yeah. half and. When the ball did go forward, it was almost like, okay, you go sort that out on your own. He was so isolated. We'll just sit here and wait for another Italy attack. Yeah, yeah it so kind of looked like um, well, Italy Fulis. looked so <laughs> looked so passionate and so energetic because Turkey were the absolute opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made them look good, didn't they? Turkey made it. Yeah. I think they made them. Uh, Italy. We all tipped Italy to be ones to watch, but I do. I completely agree with you there, Charlie. They. Made Turkey made them look better than they were, even though they were very good. They were, they, yeah, they were, but it's because of yeah. how poor they were, yeah. a little bit lackluster. Um, yeah, I and think they were we'll being be, tipped uh, as one to watch Turkey by some by some yeah. pundits. But it says so, something, when it? When sure. when the left back is the man of the match, you know, how, how's he getting? <laughs> how's he getting that far forward? You know, <laughs> I put him in my fantasy teach. <laughs> <laughs> If that were Calvin Phillips, we'll be, he'd bash him off the field. We'll, we'll be boys coming into the next game, getting that equaliser, yeah. knowing we can we can get a goal against these sort of sides. So, yeah, I think it'll be a close game the first kind of 15 minutes of the game. Well, he didn't yeah. lose. I think did your front so. three will hurt them because yeah. although they're compact, the pe- none of them, uh, even so in do not like no defender likes being turned to run back at his own goal. Yeah. But especially that Turkey back four, none of them looked particularly blessed with pace. Yeah, I was watching the game and they, I think it was their left back that went down injured, and they said they haven't got a designated left back because he plays in the second tier of the French league, and they haven't got another left back. So I mean, there's an area that you're going to go and attack, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Who needs a left back when you've got uh, yeah. four right backs, isn't it? Luke? <laughs> <laughs> A nice, little, 
a nice little introduction into that one, Charlie. Thank you very much. So now we'll talk England, Croatia. Um, Can't remember it. Just so know we first, won. <laughs> firstly, Sundays are blue. The first, the first talking point for that one is the selection raised a lot of eyebrows, but he got it right at the end of the day, didn't he? Yeah, I didn't watch much of the game, but I was quite surprised that Grealish not starting. But yeah. I, I think we all for were uh, he, um, he he set out because he he obviously he was coming in off the 2018 loss to to Russia. He didn't want to lose the game, which is why he went with um, Phillips and Rice in midfield. You know, Phillips can, he can do a job at the back and he can do a job getting forward as well to support, which is why he put them in there. I was surprised that you know I thought he would have slipped Grealish in there. Um, Considering the, yeah. the 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 way he's played in the, in the the build up games, um, but you know there's a lot of football to be played, and maybe he had in the back of his mind he's still coming back from an injury, and he Jack Grealish. Um, yeah. So you know maybe the Croatia game was probably too soon for him, and I still don't think that when we played the warm up games that you know he was definitely resting players because it was so soon after the Premier League. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the Trippier one, I'm a big fan of Trippier, as you know. And in a tight game, um, I know he didn't take many free kicks. I think he only took one and the other felt him out. Um, but in a tight game, I think that's why he was there. It was like the experience, uh, set pieces. Uh, and, well, it's come out now as well. Like he was saying earlier Luke, that he was, he was coaching Mings, basically. Um, yeah. But no, I thought, I thought well, we played very well. that's what Mings has come out and said, yeah. He got, he got the selection spot on in the end. Um I was really happy with Ryan Sterling's running. Um, he needs to improve his shooting a little bit, but um, <laughs> the runs he was making. Do you think he would have started if um, Trent wasn't injured? Who? Trippier. I think, I, I think he would have. So because I think, I think it was he. He didn't. For example, in particular, the midfield the selection there was that he didn't want Croatia to control the game from the midfield in particular Luka Modric like we know they can do was a brand and I think new Trippier midfield. he said for his one-on-one -on -one defensive ability yeah. um, and he, he he referenced obviously his season at Atletico so uh, yeah he got he got the selection completely right I think man of the match deservedly so was Calvin Phillips he surprisingly was as well wasn't it no one expected yeah, it to be that good a real nice energy, um, and he when he speaks after he comes across really well. Like uh, what the thing I, I I really enjoy seeing with this England team is that they they are united and they're all happy for each other when they play, but they're all enjoying playing as well. Um, and I think as we you touched on Grealish, I think he's got the best squad that he can use. So in the World Cup, we didn't really have anyone we could bring off the bench. Or feature in another game if someone had had a poor game. Now, Grealish can come in against Scotland, for example. Bellingham just keeps everyone um, fresh. They've got, got a, they got a greater squad depth than I think yeah. in recent memory. I know you had kind of in the you had Rooney and you had John Terry in the past like ten yeah. years, but the depth is a lot better. Yeah, when they got injured, the the, the next it's choice brilliant. wasn't great. Yeah, so I completely agree with you there. Um, and the only position uh, we don't have depth is centre backs, um, and I mean, yeah. if you control the game like we did on on Sunday, you know, who needs centre backs? <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised that you know, he he was uh, dictating the play that he didn't bring on Ben White 
sooner because he's like oh, he's obviously a ball playing centre back being a Brighton. I mean, if you just take in the play, you kind of want the play to start from your centre backs and go go through the midfield. And I, blah, blah, I don't blah, know if so. it was the the situation. It was at Wembley. It, whether it was the heat. Mm. Um, the heat was how they played in that heat as well. It was just like, and especially the pressing. Like from mm. we mentioned before we started this, Sterling. And I think the reason why he opted for Sterling and in particular Mount is the way that they press. Gareth likes his team to press from the front and they set the tone with Foden's early chance in the first 10 minutes. But it's, um, in that heat as well, it was just incredible. It's got to be one of those games that I was I, I found myself going, Croatia aren't going to score it, you know? No. We just controlled mm. the game so well and... Um, it was surprised me because there was an experienced Croatia team out there, and it just yeah. yeah if you think about the squad, you know, I mean, like you think about Croatia, you're like uh, same with Switzerland. Like who who plays for Croatia? And then you got you got uh, Perisic, Modric, uh, Ante Brevic, and you got Vesal, Atletico, you got Kalafakar who's linked with with Liverpool. Mm. So I mean, they got players. I mean, and yeah. from what I saw, they they. Didn't really look like scoring, to be honest. Even yeah. Perisic, you and, know, he's usually a threat coming down the wings, isn't he? And like, yeah. he looked average. Yeah. And the, the, the thing I loved, one of the things I loved the most um, about Gareth Southgate is that he teased us all in the friendlies with his his, his Zara combination, and he went <laughs> back to the suit for the for the proper tournament because he, he looked weird. In that. So what I loved <laughs> he though was, us all. was the passion as well when we scored and. You could se- yeah. you could tell he was kicking every ball, and as soon as that final whistle went, he turned around and hugged his assistant, and then you were like, "That that's who I want managing my country," and it you know. So. Well, I, th- it, I it think was, it's a great asset. It was the first opening victory at a Euros. That's yeah. that surprised me. Yeah. Because like I mean, being at a, you're gonna have a like groups where like what you've got you've got Scotland. No offense, Scotland, but they're pretty shit. I mean, you'll have teams who are very, not very good, and to see England or hear England not winning an opening game, it's like, what? It's to be fair, I think especially with the pressure English. of being at Wembley as well. Mm. We come up against France yeah. a lot, though, didn't we, on the opening games? Yeah. <laughs> right. So we've talked about the games. Now let's preview the next fixture. We've sort of touched on it a little bit, but Wales versus Turkey. So that takes place. Come on, Wales. Tomorrow. Tomorrow at five. Yeah. Come I, on, I'm Wales. I'm trying to work it out before. I've had the go ahead from from the from my manager. From the work, gaffer. But, oh, manager. Oh, he's your manager. Oh, he's, oh, he's a good friend. Oh, um, give him a little round of applause. If not, point. if not, don't tell Charles. But I will stay and work an extra forty-five minutes watching. And then go home. <laughs> we won't but, tell him. Sh- but, um, do it over time. Looking forward to it. I always look forward to Wales playing a tournament, even though we don't do much. That's probably why. Because who are them. you going for uh, scores wise? Um, firstly, do you think you'll make any changes to the starting eleven? Um, I doubt it. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think because really. <clears throat> there's not many options, that, um, is there? No, they say that uh, they said, "Oh, Kiefer Moore's on the yellow card if he gets another one. He misses a game." But I mean, uh, you got to play your best. He doesn't players. play, and you have no threat. What's the point? In- Disregarding 2016, where everyone on the planet was shocked how far we got. So, and I kind of we're not really expecting to get very far. 
So, I mean, we need to get points on the board early. So if we if that means we play Kiefer Moore, we get the yellow card, but we win, kind of take it. Yeah, you can't, we're you can't afford to lose against Italy anyway. So, I mean, the weaker teams, we're going to have to play our stronger side. So, I mean, would you, Kiefer Moore, would you say the next game trigger is a must win? If they want to Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we'll be massive underdogs going against Italy. I mean, and then Turkey and Switzerland will be a bit of a hard one to pull. So, I mean, we've we got to go in wanting and want to take all three points. You're playing points, Baku but... again, don't you? Hmm? you play yeah, Baku we're back again. in Baku. So and then we've got Italy and Rome. You've kind of got oh, that. Um, nice. you've, you've had a week to adapt now. You've played a game in the heat. You know yeah. what to expect. Yeah, and I think we had, um, just before we left for Baku, it was a very hot in South Wales anyway, so they they had that couple of days before they went over to the, the heat and humidity to kind of get used to it. So, so what, what's your score, Trig? Yeah, what, what are you saying? Um, I mean, although, although Switzerland had a lot of chances, I feel like they had better players to be able to make and score those chances. I know I slated Severus, even though he is and I know they got Yilmaz but who's going to be supplying Yilmaz you'll have Chan or Blue and nobody else really I thought he was poor against Italy yeah well, he they, they poor as well when he, I think he was quite annoyed with a couple of his teammates um, but off the back of that I'll probably go a low scoring game if it's not one all, it's probably going to be one nil either side I'd say um, so I'm going to go with a, a I'll go one all. I'll go with my original prediction for the last game. Take oh. it, put a bit of Turkish spice on it, burn it. Turkish delight. You've got to beat Italy then. then. Well, you might get through with a draw against Italy then, I guess. Well, Portugal yeah. got through, didn't they, in the last one um, mm. after three draws and then went on to win the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the um, structure is for third. I mean, isn't it like four? The four best placed third yeah, yeah, yeah. teams. No, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, will we will we likely get a draw against Italy? Probably not. It's probably mm-hmm. not very likely we get a draw, and highly unlikely we'll beat the Italians. So, I mean, three points is kind of what we need. Uh, you love a big big upset, though. Just look at Belgium. <laughs> big upset. Love it. Love Charlie, what are you saying? I'm saying 1-0, oh, Kiefer Moore, Wales going through. Come on, Kiefer. Come on, Kiefer. Come on, I'm Biff, boys. See, I'm going to be a little bit bold, and I'm going to go Wales 2, Turkey 0. I just think Ooh. the pace, um, I think he might go uh, to attack them early. I want yeah. That's what I want to see, um, and I hope to see that as well. So 2-0. Um, Again, these, well, I love the optimism. These um, second round of games as well. They, they, they can be life or death, can't they? You know? Yeah. If, if you go one, yeah, I mean, one you, goal down, you, you're chasing the game to stay in the tournament. Some of these I teams. mean, if you win your first game and you drop points on the second, the, the third game is nervy. I mean, not not if you're not a very good side. Like, hungry, like they lost against Portugal, so what? They're, yeah. they're probably bound to lose it. But, I mean, if you're, say, for example, Portugal, you win the first one, but then drop, lose in the second one, your ass is flapping for the third game. <laughs> I, th- I think the ideal situation would be Wales get an early goal, so Turkey has to yeah. push and chase yeah, a game, yeah, and yeah. then the speed that you've got in a counter-attack, you're just going to hurt them. So yeah. ideal situation, early goal, let Turkey press, and then you just attack on the counter. Yeah, well, we've done that against Belgium. We, we kind of 
got a, well, just before uh, in the friendlies earlier this year, we got oh, was it the World Cups last year? I can't remember. We played Belgium anyway. Um, <laughs> you always play. <laughs> and we, we scored early with um, I think it was Wilson who got the goal, but then obviously the quality of Belgium shone through and beat us three one. But I can't imagine that if we get the early goal against Turkey, that they're gonna have the quality to slide from the Turkish delights into our net. saying Charlie for a score prediction England versus Scotland on Friday at 8pm there's goals in it for us Uh, 3-0 at least Um, yeah I think 3 or 4-0 to be honest Scotland you you bigged them up a bit there they're nothing they're going home football's coming home England's coming home I know you like Calvin Phillips but you're not from Leeds (laughs) it's coming home Three, I mean, 3 England. You've got to play it. You've got to play your biggest, your best squad. I mean, I mean that game is the best opportunity you're going to have at getting some goals. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'd like to see Harry Kane fast. get some goals. Come on, Harry, <coughs> sort it out. The only one of our predictions who hasn't come true. Yeah. Well, he hasn't scored yet. Because he's in. So, he's, he may as well be parked in bloody Jordan Pickford's 18-yard box so deep oh, he, did yeah. keep, he, he was dropping deep a lot but I will go for a, a prediction before I come to you Mr Trigg mm-hmm. uh, I will go for England to Scotland nil just saying I was the only one to get the school prediction right in the, the last round just saying I'm going England. for a very confident 4-0 yeah, oh, I'm, I'm going big I'm going well, to I Scotland I mean it out of the park Scotland are only going to hurt England on the counter attack and I can't I can't like it, you've got the, the strength in depth it's going to be a big hitter. It's going to be a big It's coming home, Trig. It's coming home. <laughs> it's not coming home. <laughs> it's the third episode done and dusted. I will leave us all to go and watch because we're 17 minutes into France, Germany. It's currently nil-nil, but it, we're all excited for this game. So I'll leave you all to go and we'll be back very soon with the Two Lions, One Dragon podcast. But before we do that, Charlie, tell everyone how they can listen. Make sure to uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Two Lions, One Dragon podcast, on Twitter as well, Two Lions, One Dragon podcast, numerical, not alphabetical. Uh, We'll let you know when the podcast's out. You can listen on Spotify, so make sure you follow on there. Um, Hoping to get some YouTube videos up as well. Uh, Thanks for listening. (laughs) 